Recorded in progress. We are live. We're back. We are back. Long time. It's been a long, too long, too long. Long time no see. I, I can barely see you now because we're we're how many miles away from each other? Like, oh man, halfway across what? Damn near half, half of the country. Damn near. What is that? A thousand miles at least. Probably. Actually, we could find that out. Quick Google search away. We are a quick Google search away, but we're here for, for episode five. Ethan coming at you from Los Angeles, from sunny Panorama City. And uh, LA, California. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sunny in Madison, too, though. So uh, that's 1,980 it. miles. So damn, damn near 2,000. But here we are. Bands. We're back. It's only been how many months since our last one? So long. God, how long has it been? I don't even know. I don't even know, but we, I think our last one was like before, before the year ended. So we didn't oh, get, yeah. we didn't even. It was before I went to Kentucky. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. We didn't even get into any NFL playoffs or Super Bowl shit. We'll probably gloss over that though. Cause the NBA finals did just happen, but uh, yeah, here coming at you from episode five, he's emo and I'm and... the clownfish. Welcome to episode five. Here, I'll, I'll edit this later, but I'll just play it on my phone right now. Nemo, what do you think you're doing? You touched the butt. So here we are, episode five, and we should have recorded this like a week or two earlier because the statement would make more sense, but Nemo is in shambles. Oh. Would that be an accurate description of your psychological state? Uh, Oh, it's beyond that. It was, uh, well, yeah, just destroyed. Oh, man. The Celtics. Celtics. Let me give you some some background. I lost a considerable amount of money. Oh yeah, that only adds to the to the pain. Yeah, yeah. Not only did my championship pick lose in the championship, but uh, I also lost a considerable amount of money on a specific game. That yeah, only how, made how, Vegas? How, how was Vegas? You took a little trip down there, right? Oh, yeah, Vegas. Vegas was Vegas was awesome. First time in Vegas. Definitely won't be my last, but may maybe my last time gambling in Vegas because <laughs> they took all my money. <laughs> Too much black yeah. trick. Oh, dude. It, well, the trick with Vegas is that uh, you're essentially like paying them to play games, and like you, <laughs> it, it all all of it is luck. It's you know you, you're sitting there paying them to give you cards to watch them take your money. <laughs> it doesn't matter what game it is. It could be roulette, whatever. They're just there. They, that the Venetian, I think this, the hotel we were staying at makes $900 million a year, 900 million, you know, so it isn't really gambling. It's, it's them taking your money. <laughs> the games are rigged. Yeah. Well, the odds are not in your favor. 
Yeah. Is sports betting rigged? No. Well, you can argue that the NBA might be rigged, but uh, uh, oh, I don't know. So that's how the Warriors won. That makes well, sense. no, I don't. Here, if you want to get here, actually, this is a great this is a great topic to intro in. <laughs> here's here's my theory about the NBA, and I have I have no evidence to back this up, but this is how I would imagine that it works: is that there are meetings. Uh, I would particularly point to the refs, and I don't know who uh, initiates it. I don't know who's responsible for it. But they'll discuss. They'll discuss what calls they're going to make, <coughs> what game, what uh. Because from my perspective, you can almost call a, a you can make a call on every play in the NBA and not and and uh, not be like making a bad call. You know what I mean? And and so the refs have to pick and choose what calls they're going to focus on, what games, in what areas. And, and I'm sure that the coaches talk to them and try to point out things in film. I'm sure that they're. There are players who, who probably talk to them on uh, on the sidelines, but what, but once they discuss prior to whatever game that they're playing, uh, they're going to stick to those calls. So, like when Draymond's arguing with the refs, that's not going to change their minds in any way. What they're calling, you know, that has no effect. It's it's prior. These decisions are made prior to the games, and uh, based on what they choose to focus on, it will favor one team or the other. And that's my problem with the NBA. So they, they had already decided the Warriors were, were winning this finals. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they decided deliberately, but, but the calls that they chose to make and not make put the Warriors at, at an advantage, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that it was, it was probably even, even worse in, in the prior series. Like some of these, uh, especially on, from the Celtics' perspective, they're way up to the championship. I mean, there were just some, some of the worst officiated games I've ever seen. Interesting, because that's that's what I heard all my. I'm not a Bucks fan, but that's what I heard all my Bucks fans friends saying about the Celtics series. Like, oh, these, it's fucking rigged. They're the Celtics were were gonna win no matter what. The refs gave it to them, and I I don't. I, I just don't agree. I, but I, I do think there's something to be said that when the refs have their little meeting every before every game, they're making decisions before the game even starts. Not, not that they know exactly what's going to happen, but they know which calls they're going to favor and which ones are going to let slide. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, look, the thing is, I'm not saying that it necessarily precludes a team from winning or, or it works hundred percent of the time and that teams can't overcome those things. But that there is some significant advantage given to one, not and by significant I don't mean you know game or life changing, but that that is a tangible advantage given to a team uh, based on uh, whatever the calls that the refs decide that they're going to focus on in any particular. In that way, I think. I just think I think for me as a Celtics fan, if I'm looking to place blame on something for losing that series, I probably wouldn't gravitate towards the officiating. I'd probably throw the blame on uh, number zero. What do you think about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 
I mean, look. He texted Kobe. He texted Kobe. I don't. I don't care. That's antics. Whatever. You're the best player on whatever franchise in the finals. You can't be putting up fourteen to twenty points, even twenty-five. If the Celtics wanted to win that series, he needed to be the leader of the team. He needed to produce at a higher rate than what he did. Jalen Brown, I think, stepped up and filled his role. I think that if he wants to make the, the push for being, and, and I think that he can make a case, you know, a lot of people I talk to say that he can make a case for being the uh, best player on the Celtics mm-hmm. moving forward. He's been given every opportunity to step up. And, and while he has stepped up considerably, like compared to where he was last year, the year before, or whatever, you know, he's not a franchise player at this point, or he didn't play like it in these, in these series. I mean, look, I think that he, he dropped maybe 30 in the last game or, or 20 something in the last game. Yeah. And, and which is great, but we needed one person to be for like Curry, Curry dropped what? 40, 44 in the last game, 43, something like that. So, yeah, I don't. Even... Yeah, something, something huge. You need, you need a player like that. That's just the bottom line. And um, you need either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum to step up in that way. If you think that you're going to get away with, you know, Al Horford being the MVP of your team to win championship against that Golden State Warriors team, it's just not going to work. Do you think and that? Don't was, get me wrong. Do you think that, that was part of the issue for the Celtics? Is that they don't, they kind of have two guys. They're not rely, not like the Warriors. Are, they know they can rely on Curry. And, you know, if he has a bad game, they hope the team around him helps. But for them, it's like you're kind of relying on two guys to, to have that game to carry your team. Um. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I, I just, I, I think that Brad Stevens does a good job of trying to distribute the talent. I mean, I think that already he's established the greatest or not the greatest, but in the current NBA, the deepest roster of any team, the most well-rounded roster of any team. And I'm excited to see him as a GM moving forward because I think that he, he just makes really smart decisions when he, when he's acquiring players, he's acquiring players with, good fundamentals he's replying acquiring players with talent like he's a really good eye for spotting talent and then also number two is he's not a uh acquire stars that just for any reason he like he has a thought process in mind he has roles that he wants to see filled he's uh involved with the coaching staff he's involved he understands uh that acquiring a player is even like like you look at Lakers, for example, you know, when, when they acquired Russell Westbrook and you have AD LeBron and Russell Westbrook, but nobody thought deeply about how that would play out. It went mesh together. I think Brad Stevens adds that next level of understanding. Yeah. Westbrook. Well, we'll see if he's still even on that team. You know, <laughs> we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about the Lakers right now. That's a whole, that's a whole other, uh, issue but um no i i agree it's it's interesting to see 
how much the like it's not like the Celtics were bad when Stevens was the coach, but when he became an executive, that somehow just brought them to a whole nother level. And obviously Emi Odoka was did a great job coaching. Um, but I think you gotta give a lot of credit to Brad, even even though he wasn't on the court this year. Yeah, and I look, I think that Brad really, I mean, Ime, Ime really helped with shoring up the defensive side uh, and the and the effort and, and galvanizing the team and, and discipline and all this stuff. Like Brad is a very, in my opinion, and from what I understand, I don't know this to be true, but from what I understand, is much more of an X and O's type of, of coach a system and a uh, talent guy where Ime Oduka maybe has more of the, the personality and temperament to, to be a, a leader beyond just being a coach. And, and also he had, in my opinion, elevated the defensive play of, well, look, at look, at, they were the, the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, with almost the same roster as that Brad Stevens had. Well, and you definitely have to give a lot of credit to Udoka because you look at one of our podcasts from six or seven months ago. The Celtics were reeling. Marcus Smart was was basically talking shit in his press conferences about the play of Tatum and Brown, just saying, "Oh, they don't pass enough." Like. And somehow, you know, even through all that turmoil, he found a way to get them to the finals. So a lot of credit to them. But, you know, the real credit goes to Steph Curry and the Warriors, which brings up the question, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they got their fourth ring. Where does that put Curry in the rankings of the all-time greats? Is he, is he better than LeBron? You know my answer. But you think there's an argument to be made? Oh, Curry's got four now. That's the same as same number LeBron got. Um, he's the greatest shooter of all time. He's the greatest shooter of all time, and we live in an era where good offense beats good defense. And, uh, and so that's just what it is. Is he is he top five? Like, is does does this ring put him to that next? level in terms of all-time greatness oh uh for sure i think he, he's got to be considered from a from a resume perspective in the conversation for greatest of all time um i mean he's done, I- it, he's done it with katie he's done it without katie he's done it being i mean look plays great no longer the splash brother of days of old draymond is a no, I shouldn't say that. Were you about to say Draymond's a bitch? <laughs> Draymond's is a bitch. I will say that. I was going to say he was a bum. But you ever oh listen to this podcast? <laughs> I've heard snippets, and well, he likes to talk. Draymond's an effort guy. He's a good defender. Um, he he was better in the past. I mean, he. Even in the finals, dude, he could not score. Yeah, he did not. He did not have the same offensive presence that he did, like those first two Cavs Warriors finals. Um, not many people remember this because 
it's always remembered for LeBron's block and Kyrie's yes. winning shot. But in that game seven, 2016 Cavs Warriors, Draymond had 32 points. Yeah, and, and probably, that's probably that the total. That's probably the total number of points he had in this series is 30. Yeah, I don't think Draymond will score 32 points again in his career. <laughs> and that yeah. And again, that helped it's helped a lot by Andrew Wiggins came to play. You know, Jordan Poole was doing his thing and he just it was defense, passing, rebounding, and Wiggins. Oh my God, dude! Four, I was four so points. Upset. It doesn't matter. That we got beat by Wiggins. I mean, he really stepped up. He was he was a uh, poster schools. Yeah, well, and so look, Jordan Poole is like up here one game, down here the next. He's just he's a great player. He's just not. He's even more inconsistent than Jason Tatum, and so. That's why I give Curry so much credit for this win. And I think Steve Kerr also gives Curry the same amount of credit. Like, he willed them two 40-point games, 40-plus-point games uh, to win this championship. And it it was amazing. It hurt even (laughs) worse that a team that I thought was, was hands down better than the Warriors. Just, you know, it hurt that, that Curry was just able to uh, rise above it all. And, and that's what's so amazing is that this, again, is the best defensive team in the NBA. The best defensive team. I mean, maybe you can talk about the Bucs, but I think Celtics are a better defensive team than the Bucs. I agree. And, uh, you know, like, and he still dropped 40-plus. Like, Curry is – that good he's that guy and that's why he does i do think you you gotta consider like look everybody wants to say jordan lebron because there were just times where nobody could do anything about they, they could take over and just will their way into a game and and it was easy to see that because of how physical and how like how they press the issue and you could have, you know, elite defenders on them and it wouldn't matter. Right. That's why everybody, and, and then they, not only did they have that, like Kobe had that, you know, they have the resume on top of it, the championships. Curry, in my opinion, has both of those things. I mean, inside, the, like as a, damn, I knew this was going to happen. You froze. Shit. And shoot and do the same type of thing. And so I think that it's just the bias in which people look at uh, uh, the way the game is played. I don't know. Change the game. Change the game. If, well, now, yeah, look, look at what it is now. You don't think the kids now are, are you know, emulating Curry and deep three jack up, you know, that's the new game. He changed, he, he pioneered that style and left. And it's the same, like to me that that's just as impactful as the OBJ catch. Yep. Just as impactful. It's what everybody wants to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's good and bad for the game. It's bad because you're watching games of middle schoolers 
and they're chucking up threes from five feet behind the three point line. And, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Just, just play basketball and stop, stop trying to make a highlight reel, but it's good because at his size in the NBA, like he's not the fastest player in the NBA. He doesn't have the best hops. He, he has maybe six career dunks, you know, but at, at his size, his shooting has just canceled out everything else and nothing else matters. Cause if I can make the shot, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big I am. I'm making every shot. Yeah, no. And I'll make the same argument for, you know, how people talk about Marcus smart being the defensive player, defensive player of the year this year, you know, people are like, well, there are like literally better defenders out there that can have a, a, a wider uh, range of shutdown ability. Uh, but you have to also look at his like his circumstance, right? He is a smaller player that is able to guard at the elite level at not only multiple sizes, but you know, like he has he has been able to overcome so much to be an elite defender. That's what makes him so amazing. And that's the same thing, you know, with Curry's like, you know. He's not like LeBron is a freak athlete. Giannis is a freak athlete. I, I mean, Kobe, you can argue effort and training and, you know, dedication, but I'll, I also think freak athlete, Michael Jordan, freak athlete. Curry's not a freak athlete. He's an amazing shooter. It's a precision thing. And, and, and it's a lot easier to see a person who's just built different dominate than someone in my opinion, well, I, I guess you could probably even make the same argument that Curry's shooting ability is like, you know, somehow God given genetic wise, whatever, but like puts that work in though. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a, in, uh, a different style or a different way of dominating the game. You'd, you'd be hard pressed to find an athlete who's put up more just, just practice three point shots than Curry. You know, so you got to you got to give him that. No, no one really makes the uh, the comparison to Kobe. But I think in terms of like the work ethic and the, the work you put in outside of your team practices, outside of the game, uh, he he deserves more credit for that. But I mean, he is every, everyone recognizes him as the greatest shooter of all time. So, I mean, he he does have he does have the credit, but yeah. Well, the one thing that I'll say is, you know, and I'm sure that there are NBA like exceptions to this, but like I have to imagine that most NBA players are working on the same tier level, right? Like everybody's putting in, like maybe not Ben Simmons, but you know, like like if you're an elite player, you've got to be have just next level work ethic. And and the thing that, in my opinion, is all, all like. The only argument I'll have there is that there is some type of talent separation when you get to that level. It's like when work ethic meets talent and it's like, you have to be super talented to like, let you have a next level ability, like therapy. Like I can't imagine that Curry works that much harder than a player like Marcus, but he's better in a million times. Yeah. Like he says, he just is. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we move on to some, we, we never really talk about the NHL on the show, but uh, 
it is the Stanley Cup Finals. Game Game six tonight, Avalanche Lightning. Game six. Um, Who you got? Oh, dude, I hope Tampa wins. I hope Tampa wins. I want to see game what? seven. I want to see game seven. I think oh, this is probably the oh, – man, you know. I don't want Tampa to win three in a row, though. Oh, no. I, I want the, the Avs win, and I, and I love their goalie, which ironically I think is their greatest weakness. Um, Darcy Kemper, he used to play for the Kings, um, traded him away. But uh, I want to see the Avs win, but I think this is probably – the greatest finals in hockey that I've ever seen just in my life. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not much of a hockey guy, but I watched, I think it was game four, that overtime goal where the avalanche scored and it got stuck up in the net. And the, Oh the, yeah. The, when they didn't even know. Yeah. The avalanche starts celebrating the Tampa Bay lightning players are like looking around. Like, where the pocket. Yeah. Where the, the, the guy who scored didn't even know. He didn't notice that he scored. He, he like circles up to the, the, not the point, but, but it, essentially like the high slot, which is uh, in between the two circles. And like he's waiting for a rebound or, or something or, or a second pass looking for the puck. He doesn't even realize immediately that he scored. And there's like an abs player. I forgot who it was. He's like pointing. He's like to the ref. He's like, it's a, it's in the net. It's in the net. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. The, the game winning, the, the game winner. He didn't even know. What the fuck? Fucking shit. What is this? Do you see this? Mm-hmm. This free meeting will end in 10 minutes. The meeting host needs to upgrade to a paid account. How do we not? How do I thought that Zoom was free? I, I did not know Zoom was a paid for thing. What the fuck? Yeah, I did not know. <laughs> well, <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> Let's kill this left next ten minutes. What else do we want to talk about? Here, NHL. That was great. We love the NHL. I predict that. I hope the Avs win. I hope the Avs win. I hope it goes to game seven just because I think these two teams are like. So you want the Avs to lose tonight, but you want them to win game seven. I want to win game seven. Okay. I think think tonight's in Tampa, and it would be so cool to see the Avs win in Colorado. The two best words in sports, game seven. Um, Should we talk about the NBA draft a little bit? Sure. Last 10 minutes for the NBA draft. We got Paolo Banchero, pick number one. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be Jabari Smith, the Auburn guy. But yeah. They go with uh, Coach K's um, Coach K's boy, Paolo. thing about the Magic is they have so many talented young players, but it's like – don't, I, I don't know how they come together as a team in orlando yeah um, they haven't been shit since dwight howard left <laughs> dude how long ago was that that was over a decade ago that was a long time ago yeah that's why uh he left the he left the magic and went to the lakers right yeah he did oh my god dude. what that was back when was that around like lynn sandy so, sounds about right. You remember that? 
Shout out Jeremy Lin, NBA champion. Jeremy Lin. Dude, kids, kids these days will not even know what how crazy that was. Dude, being in LA for Lin Sanity was insane. I don't even, I don't think you understand. It happened in New York though. Oh, and in New York too. Oh, then, was, well, then he went to the Lakers the next. Yeah. And he goes to the Lakers, and then you have this like crazy. I remember this is like one of the craziest things. I forgot what game it was in, but but you see. There's like a, it's a tight game. I think it was against the Knicks. I don't even remember who it was against. And you see Jeremy Lin wave off Kobe. He's like, no. <laughs> you got Jeremy fucking Lin. <laughs> off Kobe. One did he make the shot players. when he did that? Yeah, he made the shot. He made the shot. It's insane. Absolutely. You got to have a lot of balls to wave off Kobe Bryant. Because Kobe's standing on the corner, you know, right in his spot. He's like... Give me the fucking ball. <laughs> fucking nah. No, one of the great this is and that was at the time when Kobe was still being talked about as, as the main competitor against LeBron. He was he, considered in the same breath as as um Jordan and LeBron. Yeah. There was a good argue, argument to say that he was even better than LeBron. And and you're Jeremy Lin, what the heck? But but yeah, Paulo goes one. And then we got skinny boy Chet Holmgreen, number two to the Thunder. You you, you fuck with Chet Holmgreen? Yeah, um, as long as he puts on some weight. It's like the same thing. Remember when, like, not that Giannis was as skinny as it, Chet, but, like, when Giannis was skinnier, he has every, like, his ability to handle the ball as a big man. It's incredible. Like, what, he's seven feet tall? Yeah, and he well, he was six nine when he entered the league, and then he grew three inches and put on fifty pounds of muscle. If Chet does that, he get, he'll be a force. But Chet's what seven feet already. Yeah, and yeah, he he just needs to add some weight to that. Some but muscle. I just don't, I just don't see Chet Holmgren going up against Robert Williams in a regular season game and dropping twenty points. It's just. That's that's hard for me to envision. Uh, yeah, but undersized. And he's a matchup like he, he'll give you. Well, I don't know. I think that against certain teams, he just matches up so well uh, that it will make a significant difference for the Thunder. I don't know if he'll, it's all that. The Thunder want him to be, and that's all that he can achieve. But I think that as a very baseline thing, that he can definitely make a impact uh, as a. But I don't know if he's a franchise player. That's my thing. I don't. I can't tell if he's a franchise player. Yeah, good thing they got Shea. But um, we all we should also probably mention uh, Wisconsin Badger got drafted this year. Oh, uh, Davis, Where Johnny Davis. He's he. You're a wizard, Johnny. You're a wizard. He will be a great player. I I think that you know again, not a franchise player, but I'm excited to see him in the NBA. I think he'll he'll be an impact player. He was great for the Badgers. Watching him play was was so much fun. Yeah. Um. So my my Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles, but my Los Angeles Lakers. I think I drafted Max Christie in the second round, but they did not have a first-round pick. What I want to talk about is two guys they got in free agency. Two of the greatest players of all times 
sons, Sharif O'Neal and Scotty Pippen Jr., baby. One of them's got to be good, right? Oh, Sharif. Well, we'll see about him. I mean, he was supposed to play for UCLA. He got a heart condition and kicked out of UCLA. Um, it kicked him out. Did they kick him out? I don't know. I don't know if they kicked him out. I thought he All left. I know is he averaged like three points last year, and I saw a headline that said Shaquille O'Neal wanted Sharif to stay at UCLA and not enter the draft, and he entered the draft anyways. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I Likely neither of them will, will be. I'm rooting for Sharif. Um, I want him to succeed. I think he will succeed. I don't know if he remembers this, but I did meet him once at UCLA. You met Sharif? Yeah, Sharif at UCLA. He a nice guy? Uh, yeah, he, I mean, I didn't talk to him. I saw him. He was with uh, one, of, one of my, or ended up being one of my friends. Um, this girl named uh, Lee. Uh, okay. Zoom's going to cut us short in two minutes here, so real quick. I want to mention the World Cup, and I we're not huge soccer fans, but I thought one headline was notable. You can get up to seven years in prison if you have sex at the World Cup in Qatar or, or Qatar, however you pronounce it. That's that's the reason I go to the World Cup. <laughs> people are gonna go to jail. For having sex. Yeah. What a world we live in. Yeah. I think I think if you're married, you're allowed to have sex. But, like, if you have a one-night stand, jail. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. You know, the U.S. is bordering, bordering you know, sort of trending that way right now, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. That's... Yeah. We don't need to get into that. That's, we don't need to get into that. Uh, two minutes worth of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really say much about big boxing match. Did Wade or Roe? Who won? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't. We're going to get canceled after yeah. five episodes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We got, we got less, yeah. we got less than 60 seconds left. So I'm going to do rapid fire. Dak or Cap? Here we go. Dak or Cap? The Chargers will make the playoffs. Cap. So Cap. I uh, think they're uh, – who's the quarterback? Philip Rivers right now? No, it's uh, Herbert. Herbert? Oh, you you say no, they don't make the playoffs. Cap. All right. Uh, Dak or Cap? Deshaun Watson will play an NFL game this season. Um, Dak, because the NFL just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Dacker Cap, Carson Wentz will throw more than 15 interceptions this year. <laughs> Dak, because Carson Wentz is washed. Dak or Cap, Tom Brady will win, not this year, but within however long he's got left in his career, will win another Super Bowl. Um, let's say Cap, because there's no way. There's Thank no God. Way. I hope he doesn't get eight. Yeah, but I'm going to say, like, Watch him for V Rock. He's gonna be like, I heard this one kid on this fucking podcast. Now I'm gonna go. <laughs> <play>. <laughs>